All right, welcome on back. Locked on Syracuse podcast Wednesday edition today. And today we've got our buddy Drew Carter coming back on the show from the ESPN and the ACC Network. Drew will be on the call of the spring game coming up on Friday. So we'll talk to him about that. Get you guys set for Syracuse football spring game 7 p.m. on Friday. All the storylines to know, everything to know about the broadcast and what to expect for this spring game. It's all coming up on the pod today with Drew. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, our buddy Drew Carter is back on the show after we had him on for the Liberty game. That resulted in a big W for Syracuse. He's back on for the spring game. Can't really win this game, but hopefully it'll be You can play it, though. I mean, that's that's a step in the right direction, isn't it, Tim? Drew, let's start with this because I think there's still – 5% 5% of Tyler and I that thinks this is just an elaborate April Fool's joke. It's like when the Roy <laughs> Williams news came out on April Fool's. April Fool's didn't want to believe it. After last year, everything was closed door with the football program. We're actually getting a spring game, and you're going to be there to call it, which is kind of amazing that we're talking about a spring game for Syracuse football. I know, yeah. The uh, the Americu orange and blue game. Uh, let's get the branding right. Let's, let's start <laughs> right. there. Um, but yeah, great to be on guys. Thanks for having me. And I'm, I'm also really stoked for the spring game because you said you can't really win it, but you certainly can't lose it. This is hope season. This everyone's undefeated. Everyone's going to the college football playoff at this point of the year. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's, it's unique for Syracuse under Dino to be doing a spring game. Uh, first time they've had like a public spring game, I think. And I think part of the reason is ACC Network is televising all 14 spring games in the conference. Um, and so it was kind of like a hopefully a rising tide will lift all boats type thing. And everyone's on board doing the spring game televised. Georgia Tech had theirs. They were the first one a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've got Louisville actually Sunday. I'm doing that one as well. I just got the call because West Durham is going to New Orleans for the ACC uh, Final Four extravaganza. You guys might have heard that uh, UNC and Duke are both in the Final Four. So. It is spring football season, and we're excited to do it, and we're excited to see it should be a pretty new-look Syracuse team. So we'll see if they actually show us anything that they're going to do offensively. But either way, it'll be exciting. I'm looking back. I just Googled Syracuse spring football, and the first headline comes from Syracuse.com, and it says, no joke, Syracuse football spring (laughs) game has a date, and it will be televised, which just kind of shows you. Was that a Nate Mink special, that headline? Uh, let's see. Let me pull this up. Um, this is a – yes. Look at you. You still got it. Nate Mink. Nate Mink. It's Who either him or Chris Carlson. There. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so getting into uh, some of what you're – what are you looking forward to most? What, what's the most intriguing thing as we head into spring football from a Syracuse standpoint? I just want to see what the offense is going to look like. Um, I mean, that that's really the biggest story for me coming in because – the defense was great last year, and I think we kind of know what what Tony White and company bring to the table. All three linebackers are back. The defensive line is a bit of a mystery, but Swag Daddy Nick Monroe is back there to, to run the secondary. I think with the defense, you kind of know what you're going to get. The offense is a total mystery because, um, you know, as I'm sure you guys have talked about, I went back and listened to the, the episode a few months ago when the news first came out when Pete Thamel was all over it that Syracuse was going to hire these guys from Virginia. Um, and I think you guys made some really good points because Virginia's numbers were great last year. Uh, third best total offense, second best passing offense in America. Brennan Armstrong for a stretch there was a candidate for Davey O'Brien. And 
all the quarterback awards and he was a Maxwell candidate at one point of the season, they kind of sputtered to the finish line and their defense wasn't very good, but it was an exciting offense. But how is the fit going to look? Because Garrett Trader completed like 52% of his passes last year. We're not talking about Brendan Armstrong here, or at least we, right. we haven't seen it yet. Um, and that's, that's the key is, is Garrett Schrader able to throw the ball at, at a level that will sustain an offense like Virginia ran last year? No, that being said, I don't think these guys necessarily need to throw it 65% of the time like they did last season. If you go back through their history at Virginia, yeah, they're generally pretty pass happy, but there's a year in there where they were like 85th in the nation in, in pass run ratio. So I think it was probably a lot personnel based. And I just want to see what Anai and Beck want to do with this personnel. And is Garrett Trader the guy who can air it out like they did last year? Yeah, it is interesting because when you talk to Virginia fans about Robert and I and Jason Beck, they say our offense was good, but we never ran the football. And it got annoying how little we ran the football. But you have Sean Tucker, who's an All-American candidate back there for Syracuse returning. You'd expect them to run the football a decent amount. It's also fascinating to me because everyone around Virginia seems to be really excited about Jason Beck. Like that is the excellent hire. And then Robert and I is the guy that has mixed reviews, despite the numbers being really solid. What did you make drew of the hire from a Syracuse perspective? You think it was a step in the right direction after last year. And do you think this is an exciting time potentially for the offense? Well, Tim, I will say any step is a step in the right direction because when you're going (laughs) straight South, as, as an offense, any step is is good. And I hate to admit it, guys. I'm kind of drinking the orange Kool-Aid at this Uh-oh. point. Um, which, I mean, that's what spring is for, dude. Like, right. when, you're, when you're in late March, early April, you got to be drinking the Kool-Aid. That's when it tastes the best. It starts to sour a little bit when you get into ACC play and you're losing every game. But right now, I'm, I'm sort of drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, like I said, last year, the numbers were outstanding. The, the fit is a bit of a question. And Tyler, I mean, you, you made a great point on the initial podcast about the fit um, because it's basically the exact opposite of what you had at Virginia last year, where you had Armstrong, a guy who could air it out, and you didn't have a notable running back. At Syracuse, it's completely, completely the opposite. But I will say that Anai and Beck, one thing that gives me hope if I'm a Syracuse fan is the way they use this guy Keaton Thompson uh, who's a super interesting player. He's number 99. Coming back for another year, they list him on the roster as a football player. He doesn't have a position. He's just a player. He's like an athlete. A Gruden. It's a Gruden exactly. little moniker. He's a football player. <laughs> right, right. God, football coaches love saying that. Uh, so he's listed as a football player, but last year he they used him super creatively. He was part-time wide receiver, part-time running back. He actually threw the ball a little bit too. Um, and so I think... That creativity is what gets me really excited because, again, I don't think that they're going to force the the square peg and Schrader into a round hole and make him throw it 65% of the time. And I don't think they're going to completely ignore Sean Tucker because if they did that, they should be fired midseason. They shouldn't even get one season. Uh, so I think they'll, they'll try to use Tucker in a variety of ways. I mean, we saw him last year become first guy in program history with 100 yards rush, rushing and receiving in one game. Um, so I think... They'll try to use him creatively, and that's really exciting. But it's interesting. We were talking about this before we came on. Like, Anai is not the picture of 
modern football. Like when you think of a like a sexy hire offensively, mm-hmm. you're not thinking of Anai. Like this is a guy in his 60s. But yeah, Anai is like not the the picture of of sexy offensive mind. Like in his 60s and kind of took him a while to get to the power five ranks. Now he is a BYU guy, so I think he was happy there. Um, but he didn't get to the power five until he was, you know, kind of up there in age. And so I, I just, I think that is a testament to his adaptability. And I hope at Syracuse, he brings that and he doesn't try to do what he did with Armstrong last year. And I don't think he will because Beck is another guy and Beck's kind of the secret weapon, I think. And him working with Schrader, he worked with Armstrong, worked with Bryce Perkins, who's in the league now. Kurt Benkert is Aaron Rodgers' backup in Green Bay. Those guys all went to Virginia. Taysom Hill was at BYU. Tanner Mangum was another really That's good quarterback player. for BYU. Taysom Hill, right that there. is a football special teams sure. demon. That's right. So I don't know. I have a lot of hope for for what the Syracuse offense looks like. All right, going to pause our conversation with Drew for just a second. I know if you're like me that your bracket might be busted right now. I took Kentucky to make it to my national title game. That's not looking great. So I still have some cash, though, in my pocket because of Stat Hero and Stat Hero's Pick'em. If you haven't checked out this new platform, you are really missing out. Stat Hero's NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and and sports gambling. You can finally take back control from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. You can start focusing on players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. You don't get any bad beats in this type of format. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. It is also that time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I am sticking to my resolution to eat right, and that is thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating the Built Bars. And if you have not tried the Built Bar Puffs by now, by now I don't know what you're doing. You're truly missing out on one of the best tasting Built Bars out there. The Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallowy goodness. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They are a treat, and they are somehow good for you as well. They're low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to Built.com. You can scroll down the macros chart. You'll be blown away. All these bars are high-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, low-carbon. They somehow taste good for you as well. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Built.com. When you talked about the, the guy that's, that Virginia had, 99, who they put at receiver, they put at running back, do you see that guy on this roster? That's the thing is I, I really don't. I don't know. I don't even know who it, it could be potentially. Maybe like Trevor Pena, depending on – Mm-hmm. What, what his pick, health yeah. situation is. Um, I know 
Stephen Bailey, our guy, tweeted a, a video of him going through drills for the first time a couple days ago. So it could be Pena, but I, I would just hope that they use Tucker creatively. Not like you really need to get creative with him. I mean, you can run a dive and the guy will pick up five yards pretty consistently. Um, but that just just thinking outside the box a little bit, because we were missing that the last two years. We just didn't really see that. Um, and Virginia, I mean, it, it's easy to forget. Virginia is not historically known for being a dynamic offense. You know, yeah. like it, it was yeah. pretty surprising what they did last year. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, last time I was on here, I dropped a coward ask take. This one's not quite as good, but <laughs> I will I will try this one on. If you're owning a restaurant, if you own a restaurant and the head chef is a problem, it doesn't matter who your sous chef is. Or you can have you can have the young hotshot. You can get Salt Bay in the kitchen, but if he's got not running bones. the show, Robert and I got cheekbones. Jason <laughs> Beck has cheekbones, man. He's got cheekbones. <laughs> but if you get those guys in there and the head chef is still making the calls and and the head chef is still saying, hey, we need more salt over here. Or, hey, not that much oil over here. And you're not letting those guys really cook. They're not going to be able to shine. So if the head chef, which if you haven't figured it out, is Dino here. If Dino is still an issue in year seven at Syracuse, unfortunately, I don't think it really matters what Anai and Beck bring to the kitchen. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, too, you see it in the NFL, like Matt LaFleur. He, he calls all the plays and everything. Sean oh. McVay, he calls all the plays and everything. Um, Kyle Shanahan, like all these offensive gurus, and that's kind of what Dino was pegged as when he came yeah. in, as I'm the offensive guru, I'm going to run the show here, but do you feel like he's going to be this overbearing figure still over this offense, or is this going to be an I am Beck's show to run and Dino's more of the CEO? Yeah, I, I think so. I think the latter. Because, I mean, last year the offense was pretty bad for the most part. But I will say this in defense of Dino, it was not orange is the new fast. And that was the biggest surprise yeah. to me. Like we talked about when I came on before that Liberty yeah. game is I was like, I, it was an unrecognizable team because when we were in college, the whole motto was go fast. And we would joke about how you can't say anything. If you, if you were doing color on the radio, there was no time for you to even come in yeah. and say yeah. something because they would just run so many plays. Um, so I think the fact that they kind of strayed from that last year, again, even though it didn't really work, gives you an idea that Dino is going to be more hands-off when it comes to the offense. I mean, they basically, to my understanding, guys, have two offensive coordinators now. Really three, if you include Dino. Because um, right. like you mentioned, Tim, Jason Beck is a hot name. And it, it's a little surprising that he didn't go after an OC job himself. Um, yeah. But those guys seem super close. You know, they both went to BYU uh, they're both Mormons, and it seems like they are like pretty tight knit. And and that that's a, like Bronco Mendenhall. They probably never would have left his side if he hadn't stepped down. And who knows if Bronco Mendenhall is going to come back to coaching? But that was such a shock move. Um, I'm sure those guys were kind of rudderless for a second. And so them sticking together makes sense. And it seems like they will uh, try to do what they did at UVA at Syracuse. Just maybe in a, it'll look a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, I know you joked about drinking the Kool-Aid and I'm right there with you. It's yeah. it's the, definitely the time to be doing that, of course. But the other thing that's sort of fascinating is just that when Tyler and I first started talking about, all right, who could take over as offensive coordinator? Who could John Wildhack hire? 
we were floating around like Mac names and it, it wasn't anything that would have right. gotten me to drink the Kool-Aid. I think this is pretty much best case scenario considering we never would have guessed Bronco Mendenhall would have left and Beck. I feel like the biggest thing is how much can you develop Garrett Schrader? And Beck seems to be literally one of the best quarterback coaches in the country at doing that, which is huge. Right. Yeah, that's major. And Schrader, like you have to remember he, we're not talking about like Tim Tebow here. Uh, even though he he ran for 14 touchdowns and almost 800 yards, I don't think he's completely inept throwing the ball. Yeah. Like he was a consensus four star guy out of high school. I think he can spin it a little bit. Um, and he he talked. I see you smirking over there, Ty. Do you, you, you don't agree? I, I think he is inept throwing the football. You think he's inept? I, I, I do. I do. I think he throws a baseball as a football. Okay. Now, in his defense. The offense last year was a joke. And like Sterling Gilbert got fired for a reason. No offense to Sterling Gilbert. I'm sure nice guy. But yeah. But the offense was terrible last year. And I, I'm I'm willing to give Schrader a pass a little bit because I just don't think A, the talent around him was great. I mean, we talked about like who could be the Keaton Thompson of this offense. I don't know. I I came up with a kick returner. Like we don't really know yeah. what these wide receivers can do in this offense. And B, the scheme I just don't think was conducive to a guy throwing it around the yard, putting up big passing numbers. And I feel like he kind of made chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what, you know, last year based on the circumstances with running the football. So I don't know. I mean, I just – I want to give Schrader another year in a new system because I think the system last year was probably to blame – just as much or if not more than Schrader. Here's why I'm I'm skeptical though. It's like he was literally moved to wide receiver at his first stop because he was in a pass happy offense. And that that to me is a red flag when you're a quarterback and you're getting moved out of your natural position because a guy like Mike Leach, who knows throwing the football better than anybody in this country, said, You're not cut out to do it. Why don't you go? Why don't you go split out wide, my friend? So that, that to me is the red flag. And then I, I just saw the mechanical issues last year. And it's like, okay, how much can you fix in one off season? Cause that's another thing that w- was odd to me where they went out and got established guys like Robert and I and, and Jason Beck and why it was surprising that they were able to bring in those guys, because let's say this year is bad. Let's say this is a four and eight, three and nine year for Syracuse here. All right. Let's say, let's say that Kool-Aid goes right down the drain. All right. Yeah. If that happens, these guys are gone and looking for a new job next year. And, and that, to me, is the the oddest part of why they would accept a job like this, where if you can't fix this thing overnight, you're kind of screwed and you're going to be on the job market again next year. Well, that's a really interesting point, Ty. And I think it might go back to Mendenhall. Like, I am not plugged in at all here, mm-hmm. but just speculating here. Sure. I'm doing a classic Bill Simmons here. Don't aggregate me. But I, <laughs> I feel like if, if you're just reading the tea leaves a little bit, maybe it's kind of a, a win-win for these guys. If it works out at Syracuse, they stay. If it doesn't, maybe Mendenhall is coming back because he was pretty yeah. clear in saying, I'm not retiring. I'm just stepping away. Yeah. So maybe after a year, Mendenhall spends with his family. He wants to get back in and he'll bring these guys with him. Um, but again, in defense of Schrader, like, did anyone think Eric Dungey was the second coming of Peyton Manning in his first couple of years at Syracuse? No, like he wasn't great throwing the football either. 
Um, so I just want to give Schrader another chance. He wasn't even the starter in in the fall last year. Right. He had to he had to take the job from Devito, who's a, a more conventional, traditional passer. I just feel like it's it's worth waiting and seeing. But this is ACC Network Drew Carter trying to sell the spring game. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I do think that he's got a long way to go, but there's now two good coaches in place that can help him get to that point. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing number of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Those questions we don't know the answers to. You can skip those and skip the part where the person waits behind the counter to order the parts on the computer, choosing the only brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's what I do every single time I need to upgrade parts on my Jeep right now. It has been super helpful for me. I don't know why I ever went to the chain stores before I found out about Rock Auto, they are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are always reliably low for every customer. And they have everything you could ever need. You think maybe they don't have some of the stuff? No, they've got everything. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet if you want that. Go there to explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto parts needs. You go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Just visit rockauto.com. Let's transition a little bit. What other storylines are you interested in, position battles that you've got your eye on as we get into the spring game here? Well, I'm excited that the team finally has a special teams coordinator. Yeah, uh, took them long enough, right? Yeah. We're, I mean, this, this is a classic. We we don't we don't hand out dollar bills for saying thank you to grandma and grandpa. Like th this is just like what what is it took long enough. You saw all the special teams there as this team had last year and the last Ty, couple are you, of years. Are you secretly from the south? Because that was a very southern <laughs> saying you just dropped. I've never heard that. That, that had some coward in it. A that's little the hoppy yeah. in me. Yeah. I, I was on the phone with Jonathan Hoppy last week. That, that's what that was. <laughs> that's good. I like that. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean. They basically like spilled milk last year and now they've cleaned it up and you're not going to give them credit for spilling milk in the first place. So they had something to fix, but you got to give them credit. This guy, Bob Ligashevsky, it seems like they got a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, comes, over, comes over from Bowling Green after a year. Their kicker there, Nate Needham, was 95% on field goals last year playing in Northeast Ohio, where I've never been to Bowling Green's football stadium, but apparently the wind is like insane. It's <laughs> swirling. It's like a Heinz field on... In and he, he coached it at, uh, for the Steelers, too. That's right. Yeah, won a Super Bowl with them, which is interesting because I'm doing this spring game with Barrett Brooks, who won the 05 Super Bowl with the Steelers. And then okay. Ligashevsky was there for the 08 Super Bowl win. Um, so if there are any Steelers fans there, they're they're just loving this. Talking about all those <laughs> Super Bowls, uh, three, two and four years. Uh, but I bring up Needham because you hope that this guy, Ligashevsky, can help Schmidt get back to Andre Schmidt that we saw when we were in college, when he was mm -hmm. the, the Lou Groza Award winner in 18. And I thought Schmidt's tweet was interesting where he said, I'm hoping to walk off the way I walked on because he was a walk on mm -hmm. in 18 and was the best kicker in the country. And last year he was nine of 14. It was kind of bizarre. Um, I saw him 
fortunately make a field goal to beat Liberty at the end. But aside from that, he wasn't really the Schmidt that we were expecting. So maybe Ligashevsky can help him kind of return to that form. But really, I mean, the reason you bring in the special teams coordinator is not for the kicking game. As fun of a story as that is, it's mm-hmm. it's more about cleaning up the mistakes on the punt unit and and on the kickoff unit, which, as Syracuse fans know, they could use some help with. Uh, so we're not going to really see that too much in the spring game. I don't think we won't get answers on that, but I think that is a big storyline is how does the third phase of the game look for Syracuse this year? So I've been told by someone that that played for Ligashevsky, like, you walk in there with zero questions, and that man will talk your ear off. Are you meeting with, with Ligashevsky? <laughs> I don't think so, but I could request it. All right. I, I would because he seems like an electric character, and yeah. I would definitely I would definitely put that on the to-do list there. All right, we're going to cut part one with Drew Carter right there. Always fun having Drew on the pod. Well, plenty more to get to in regards to the spring game, getting you guys prepped for that. Tomorrow, he will be back on the show. We thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every single day. For your second listen, don't forget about the Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bring the NFL Draft to you every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's getting into draft season, so go check them out. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. But thanks for listening today and we will be back with drew talking all things spring game in our part two of our conversation tomorrow